Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special Friday, boy. This is a really wonderful Friday, I guess, for a lot of people. Um, anyway, I wanted to say, uh, let's see, today we have a special guest with us on the Indie Cafe. This is Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, um, with a special edition of the Indie Cafe with Patrick Van Buren. And I am hoping I'm saying Patrick, your last name, correctly again. Um, I know I asked you before the beginning of the show, um, and I would love for Patrick to introduce himself and talk a lot about what he's doing. And I also have my co-host Spencer Drake with me, 
And uh, let's see, we have a lot to cover today because Patrick's working on a lot of really amazing stuff, not only music, he's writing and uh, producing people um, with music, and I would like for him to tell you a little bit more about that. Let me bring Patrick on and Austin Spencer real quick. Patrick, are you there? Yeah, yeah, great to be here. Okay. Uh, you said it 100% cool. correctly, so very good. Oh, <laughs> I you. did. Wow, I'm yeah. so proud of myself. That's a pretty yeah. amazing thing. Um, and Spencer, you're here. Oh, and I want to let everyone know the chat. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I had to clock there for a second. The chat room is open. And um, also wanted to let you know that if you would like to call in, the number is 347 677 And uh, let's see what we should do, I think, um, in the, is, is introduce yourself, Patrick, because you are not only just a recording artist, you are a musician, songwriter, you're a producer, you also acted, and you're also writing an amazing book, um, yeah. you know, which I, I would really love to get into. You know, that would be really sure. great. Plus also... Yeah, your series um, that you're doing right now, back um, your your restage series. So, uh, Spence, are you there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Spence, Spencer's in New York, and I'm on the West Coast, and uh, we've got a little rain out here. So, um, if it sounds a little fuzzy, I apologize about that. And uh, for everyone out there today, it is Friday. Be safe and. Uh, Always be aware of your surroundings, especially today. So um, let's move forward. Let's go on a positive note with this. It's a it's a great day for everyone to be here. So Patrick, um, welcome to the show, and uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and then Spence and I both have questions for you. I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, it's great. It's great to be here, and uh, thank you for having me. Um, I can start with oh, yeah. the track that we opened. The, the track we opened the show with is called My Only Friend, and mm-hmm. it's from my rock band, uh, Beethoven, um, off of our album, Big Love Top Love that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, we're celebrating 30 years um, since founding that band this year. Um, so later on this year, um, uh, and in the near future, actually, I'm not uh, set where I'm specifically announcing the dates yet, but I'm letting people know I'm going to do it. Uh, I will be playing um, uh, solo shows. Um, where I'm going to perform all the music from my band Beethoven from the last 30 years, just me, an acoustic guitar, and a piano. And uh, we'll be hitting mm-hmm. uh, dates throughout New York City and New Jersey with that to start. Um, That's the, a, that was the, a great uh, song, by the way, that you opened up with. Okay. It has a very has a very cure sound to it, doesn't it, Spence? Yeah, it's got... It's, a little bit of the cure? It's a, yeah, yeah, it's got a really, a really great sound. It's sound. Yeah, it's his own sound, but definitely right. I can I can reminisce that I hear a little bit of the Cure influence on really that. Rude. But um, maybe maybe you influenced the Cure, Patrick. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the Cure definitely among my influences. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I can hear I, that. I, I spent a lot of years um, uh, writing uh, new music and producing new artists, so I have sort of mm-hmm. a foot on either side of the fence as it comes to the classic sounds of my upbringing, which is the uh, rock of the 70s and 80s um, into the 90s, let's say, and then also the music of today. Um, There's a new single out um, from a singer named Alice Singer, uh, A-L-I-S, last name Singer, called Do You See Me, that we just released, that I co-wrote and co-produced. 
um, that's hitting the airwaves. So um, I can uh, get where, you know, I'll write some, some uh, songs where I, I fly my cure flag, and then there's other times where I'm kind of hitting what the uh, top 40 market demands at the moment. Um, but I look at challenge of it in all directions. Yeah, there was one song you sounded like John Waite, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, John um, Waite, which uh, is a good, I've met John. John's a great, he's a great voice, and kind of your your albums are all different. It's like you're you're very creative. You know, you change your sound and uh, production. It seems like you have different things. But all this song is very Holly Wright, very pleasant. You have a very pleasant, positive sound. You know. Very. You know what I try yeah. to do is. Um, I try to come up with a song that is going to uh, work just with a vocal and a guitar or a vocal and a piano and really have the bones and the structure of that song solid. Um, and I, I'm not afraid, I'm a huge John Waite fan, so I'm not afraid to, um, you know, uh, again, dip into my influences. Um, we all do it in music. Right? Yeah. But, um, you know, and then uh, to your point, you know, we made a conscious effort in Beethoven, and I do this to say, you know, I'm going to constantly push the envelope for myself try different sounds, not be right. um, pigeonholed into one category. And if I can, uh, you know, have solid songs, um, you know, uh, produce a good commercial product and have fun and do what I want to do at the same time and make a viable album, uh, I'm going to go for it. Well, that that's to me, is the key of great creative musicians, the change of sound. I mean, the Beatles went through this, the Stones. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just naming things in a grain of sand on the beach, but... To make a great music, I think Holly agrees with me. The great musicians change their creativity; they go through different. Yeah, there's many different right. like so um, points and, in their life that all changes. Like you know, the, uh, when the Beatles first started out, and then they went and did the White Album. That was a good a good example sense. But yeah, I yeah. definitely agree on that one. Yeah, yeah and um, I I want to hear more about the production part you're doing and about your book and stuff too, besides just your music. Sure. Sounds very interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So I can I so, um, you know, music is is uh, you know my my first love, but as a songwriter and lyricist, um, writing mm-hmm. is also um, a skill that I worked at uh, very hard, and um, mm-hmm. I am a uh, a freelance writer for a Black Belt magazine. Um, Yay! I've been in magazine a number of times. <laughs> Uh, cover the martial arts in Hollywood. Um, you know, I take as a as a musician, I take care of my hands, so I'm not breaking any bricks or uh, you know getting choked out. But um, I've had the opportunity with doing that to roll on the mats from UFC world champions, and uh, you know, so that aspect of writing is something that I've I've done a lot of over the past few years, and I'm working on a book. Um, my uh, Yay, great great uncle. Cool. Right. My, my great great uncle uh, over here in New Jersey was governor of the state from 1935 to 38. His name was Harold G. Hoffman. Um, during the Lindbergh kidnapping trial, and Harold believes that um, the kidnapping was more than the work of one man. Uh, he risked oh. his political career greatly to try and pursue other people in this case besides uh, Richard, Bern- Richard Bruno Hoffman, who was eventually uh, uh, executed for the crime as the sole kidnapper. Um, oh, so I'm wow. doing a lot of re- I'm doing a lot of research on that, and I plan to uh, write a biography on my uncle and tell his story um, wow. clearly from from the inside. Um, I have a lot How of family stories. How old were you? How old were you? How old were you when, um, well, you, when this all went down? I'm I'm in I'm 46, so my mm-hmm. mother um, was uh, a child when Harold was governor. So wow. um, and he passed away in the 50s. So. 
the generations in the family that I had access to growing up, uh, my great-grandfather, who was his older brother, mm-hmm. and my um, grandparents and my uncles, Interesting. they all knew Harold in life, and life, and it was a, an environment I grew up in that I wanted to someday, um, you know, uh, honor him to tell his story. Mm-hmm. That's that's so, so um, great. Um, you can hear stories from your mom and and hear about these things, and it's 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 a, that's a very interesting thing because you get to hear the stories and then you're like living them, you know. Your mom well, actually I, I probably could, lived them. I want to ask you a I, question, I uh, Pat, uh, Pat. Is how do you get the information about, especially like the Lindbergh type information? How do you get how mm-hmm. do you get information? The, the main resource in the state of New Jersey for the direct evidence to the Limburg case is the um, New Jersey State Police Archives, which is just outside of Trenton. Um, and they house a collection of papers that um, was taken from uh, my uncle's house um, after he was governor and then brought into the state police collection. Um, so mm-hmm. I've actually gone exhaustively through all of those papers. Um, my uncle, who is uh, in his 60s, um, he had done a lot of research, never got to the point of writing a book, but he had spoken directly with uh, members of the family where he could get uh, more stories that he shared with me. Um, I can give you, let, let me give you a nugget here. Uh, Harold's uh, wow. governor of New Jersey from 35 to 38. And in 1937, um, he goes to uh, Washington for a National Governors Association meeting. And this is just following the 36 Republican uh, National Convention where the Republicans were running a guy named Alf Landon against FDR. Right, right, Landon, right. Harold, Harold looks at the seating chart and he finds he's sitting at this Washington, at this White House luncheon with Roosevelt. Um, Franklin <laughs> oh, Roosevelt. wow. Wow. And Roosevelt what a story. leans over to Harold and he says, Harold, uh, we're related. Do you know that? Uh, my great grandmother, <laughs> Cornelia Hoffman is a wow. distant cousin of yours. Wow. Um, so oh those are the types of stories where uh, the more I dig into oh, Harold, the more great. I find That's incredible. You find out those amazing well, things. Well, you know yeah. what, Spencer, we want to have Patrick back when that book comes out. Patrick, oh, yeah, I'm definitely, because I'm a, I'm a, a huge, sure. I'm a hu- I mean, this is like, I love, I love having book authors on here because we do have book authors on here quite a while too. And um, this sounds like something that, you know, it's you're you're a good writer, obviously. Um, you know, if you're doing a lot of the different things that you have told me about, so definitely yeah. let's yeah, have you back. back and, uh, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm into know, a, I'm sure Holly, I'm into investigative stuff, so I love something like this. But mm-hmm. let me ask you one question: What makes you think, if you can answer that, uh, that it's somebody else involved with it? Is there any sort of thing you can say about that? Sure. You know, um, there is. There's the the Lindbergh uh, kidnapping is what I call a cottage industry, the same way the JFK assassination turned into a cottage right. industry, with everyone under the sun writing books about it. Yeah. Um, there was a book that came out in 2012 called Cemetery John, written by a very good friend of mine named Robert Zorn. I hadn't met him. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He wrote his book. I, I've read that. I've read the book. Okay. I've read it. Well, Robert Zorn's book revolutionized the case for me because after 80 years, I didn't think that any new um, information could be introduced to the case to clear up mm-hmm. that. My mm-hmm. personal opinion, Bruno Hatman was involved in the kidnapping, but he wasn't the only guy. He was one of a team of three men, and wow. uh, Cemetery mm-hmm. John explains it. Um, so Robert Zorn's book. I agree. I agree. Now that I think yeah, about that, that, you're right, because that. with all this stuff, yeah, no, with all this stuff that you're uncovering and reading, you're probably yeah. even having more of an epiphany on that, you know? 
So, you know, how, how, go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, they they had produced, Nova on PBS produced a special based on Robert's book. Mm. And when it was mm-hmm. first aired, um, and, and it was with Robert on, on, the, uh, on the episode as well as um, FBI profiler John Douglas. Um, when, when it was mm-hmm. first aired, I didn't watch it until it was in reruns because I was, again, skeptical that anybody was going to add something new. But I can tell you that after I saw the Nova special, I immediately went to get the book, and then I contacted wow. Robert, and I said, um, you solved this, and, and you know, we, we've been great friends since then and, and have been working together to continue research. Wow. That's pretty heavy, especially when it's yeah. a family member, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know what, Spencer, this is my question to Patrick, is, is I see that you're writing, you're doing a lot of uh, – you know, uh, writing for book magazines, and then you're doing your book. How how does that cross over with you with writing your music and also producing? Because that's like a whole different, you know, um, you're having to go into a different creative realm on that one, right? You you do kind of flex different creative muscles depending on the task at hand. Um, one of the mm-hmm. things I've always done though was. I've done a lot of everything all at the same time. So I've had um, the book cooking for a while while I'm working on a magazine article, and I'm also producing a song and, um, you know, cutting uh, music in the studio. So um, keeping busy, um, it's like exercise. Uh, You know, you you keep all of those muscles and you cross-train, and you see the benefits of, of, uh, you know, keeping your skills up and, and improving, too, at your craft. Um, so while I uh, definitely have to be aware of, you know, where my focus needs to be depending on the project, um, I try to make sure that I, uh, you know, keep busy across all avenues, and um, that way I'm able to, uh, you know, uh, keep my keep my skills sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, tell us a little bit more about the production part that you're doing, because I know that you said that you're doing a lot of that right now, and that, that really is something you enjoy yeah. doing. Production is such and you're working a, with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I work. Um, I have my musical partner um, at the record label I'm on, API Records, is a guy by the name of Tim Keys. Um, he's an orchestral composer and he's a pop music artist and, and a great songwriter and, and producer too. Um, you know, and we we work together, uh, co-writing and co-producing songs together. With new artists we develop. Um, you know, the craft of producing um, what would be a commercial song, and I'm using the term commercial just as something that radio could handle, um, and you could be talking about anything from a Ramones tune to a Katy Perry song. Um, You know, each of those genres have the elements that are required for it, but to, you know, put all of those pieces together and really understand how much of in this direction do you go with the rhythm? How much in that direction do you go with the on bass track to make sure that you get the pocket correct. Um, you know, where are the guitar parts going to lie? The, the, how should the vocal sit into that mix? Um, all of those elements of that creative process um, are things that I'm, I'm very uh, driven by um, to, to, you know, craft uh, as, as succinct and, and tight a, a finished track as I can possibly um, create. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of musicians and producers will tell you too that, when they hear their songs and music on the radio or on an album, you know, you listen to it with different ears than the general listener and focus in on little tiny pieces, maybe just a measure here or a measure there 
or just this little extra instrument that you added. Um, and those little part pieces and parts of the craft are the things that you're like, wow, uh, I, I really, you know, got it right on this track and nobody knows, <laughs> you know, if they, if they don't um, have to work hard to listen and enjoy the song, then you've done your job. Mm. People shouldn't have to struggle with music in order to be able to no. listen no, to right. it. I agree. agree with that, too. Yeah, now, let me you ask you a question. This is getting off, I wanted to ask, this is getting off the cuff, but I saw in your bio you were an actor in a movie called Peepers. Could you tell mm-hmm. us about Yeah. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about I that. Working, That's great. Uh, I was working on a the soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. I was working on the soundtrack of that film. Uh, in, in fact, uh, most of the music that's in the soundtrack are from various bands or artists that I produced and songs I've written. And um, while I was doing that, I got very interested in, uh, you know, wondering whether or not I could sneak my way into this film. Um, the film was being produced by a company that was part of the uh, music label group that I'm, I'm uh, attached to. So um, I kind of had a little bit of a uh, inside um, the door uh, film there. Right. A guy who I, I play in the film a role called the neighbor, which I always joke is the most pivotal role in the film, um, even though he's only named the neighbor. But um, it's a supernatural thriller. Uh, Peepers is available on Amazon Instant Video now. It stars um, Sarah Schuess and uh, Tyler Gardella. I saw that. I saw yeah. that on yeah. Instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Be I get a prime member, guys. Uh, right. um, and uh, membership. what happened was that there was an actor cast to play the role and um, he had a conflict when the filming schedule came up and so mm-hmm. I'm in the studio working on the soundtrack and one of the producers said hey Patrick do you want to do it and I said sure so um, I dove into <laughs> wow. it wow uh, I want to yeah. Yeah, do more so uh, yeah, you got that acting bug. See, that's what happened. You're right. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, I really want to know now, since we talked about the acting and uh, Spence brought that up, I would really like to know, is there any chance, because I know you haven't finished the book yet, on your great uncle, is there any chance you were thinking about maybe making a movie about it? Oh, Besides man. the documentary like you saw. That would be a really awesome thing. It's a good thing, right? Yes, I'm, Tell the truth, life, you know? An, an analogy of Harold's life story in total to me, um, he's kind of like a character like Ernest Hemingway was. Um, he grew up in a small town in New Jersey, uh, went off to the mm-hmm. First World War, came back a war hero, and was launched at a very young age into politics um, that he rode all the way up um, into Congress uh, and then also into the State House in New Jersey. Um, and knew all of wow. the people of the time. You know, I, I have photos of him with Babe Ruth and with um, Joe oh, Lewis. Oh, wow. And, wow. And Jerry Lewis, Timeless memory. And, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, he, he's really uh, a remarkable. It's a remarkable story. And I think that, um, you know, a film of some type, um, he's been portrayed in some other films. There's a film called uh, The Crime of the Century, produced by HBO Films on the Lindbergh case, and Michael Moriarty played Harold in that film. Um, but really a, a uh, you know, biographical film or series on his life is definitely uh, uh, in my, uh, on my radar. I, I think that would be really good. I think you'd be really good at that, and I think you'd be a, great in producing um, you know, or directing, uh, doing that, adding that on to your 
you know, resume that you already have. You've got amazing background on everything here. Um, how did you get, I want to know, how did you get to start writing for the Black Belt magazine? That's what I'm really interested in, besides just the music. Yeah. What happened with that? So I, I've trained in the martial arts since I was a teenager. Um, so mm-hmm. it's been part of my life for a very long time. And um, yeah. I was training with my um, instructor, Gary Alexander, who's a member of the Black Belt Magazine Hall of Fame. And um, mm-hmm. we, we were training outdoors in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, in all weather conditions, in the snow, in the rain, in the cold, in the heat. And so it was such an incredible experience. I wanted to write about it. Yeah. I wrote an article I can, about I can, the um, training I process. That. And he, said, he said, you should um, send this over to Black Belt Magazine. Um, since it's about me, they'll probably take a look at it and, and um, you know, see where you can go with this. And so I sent it over, um, and it took about two years between when I wrote it and submitted it to when it popped up in an issue um, oh, and wow. it was published. But from that point mm-hmm. forward, uh, I, I really had a process of um, – I'm a mover and a shaker. So uh, when I got the article of my first article in Black Belt Magazine – um, the first thing I did was contact the next, next person I wanted to write about, and I showed him, hey, I'm in Black Belt Magazine. Do you want to do an article together? And that person mm-hmm. was uh, the uh, UFC champion, Frankie Edgar. And then I, mm-hmm. we did one together. Then I took those two magazines, and I went to see former UFC uh, interim champion uh, heavyweight uh, Shane Carwin, who uh, fought Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I built step-by-step um, until uh, I had – I've been in the magazine about – I think 14 or 15 articles with two cover stories, um, just basically, you know, moving from one project to the next and, and sourcing my own, um, uh, you know, subjects. Mm-hmm. Did you, you get know, to travel a lot with it? Did you get to go to all the different competitions? Did you go overseas at all? I defer this by, I, I basically stayed mostly on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. I did drive all the way up to Connecticut to see Shane Carwin when he was in for one day on mm-hmm. a, um, an in-store appearance. Um, but uh, there's a lot of top uh, fighters based in New York and New Jersey, so I had an access, access mm-hmm. to a lot here. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah, not much in the way of Yeah, I can imagine. I told you um, about my grandmaster. Um, he basically really was in Hawaii a lot, and then we would go over to the east, you know, over to the Middle East. Not the Middle East, excuse right. me. I don't know what I'm thinking. Japan <laughs> and China, you know, and, uh, you know, get to see different competitions over there. So that's really interesting that you, you know, have that too. So does that influence your, your music at all, any of that? Do you bring any of that into any of your music? You know what I try to do as a songwriter um, and as a writer, whatever I'm working on, I try to distill what what I'm working on to the fundamental Mm -hmm. element and to the story that I'm trying to tell. Um, So if there is a crossover, it's because of those elements of of just always being um, an editor of your work um, and always – you know, knowing that, um, you know, you need to be, you need to have something to say, whether you're writing about the martial arts or you're writing a song, you have to have a message um, that you're going to give to someone and understand what your message is. Yeah, that's, that's the important part. I agree yep. on that one. 
that's that's a heavy, a heavy, a heavy story. Um, uh, you know, Spencer, how did you and Patrick meet? That's what I want to know. Well, we I was invited, and I've been on before the Teddy Smith show that's in New York. is a very powerful show in New York City. Really great guy who turns on people different areas. And um, it happened that when I was interviewed with Judith, which was a while ago, uh, Patrick was on, and he was on the same show. So, and then he was playing his music on acoustic, which I'd like to hear. That would be really cool. But he, uh, I was just listening to his sound and everything. I said, wow, he's got something. That's how it starts. So I said, hey, why don't you come on? And that's how it started because I felt he had a lot of good stuff going. You know what I mean? And here we are. You know what I mean? It's really, that's what he is. Uh, and there's a, a show tonight that you guys are doing, correct? Yeah, actually we have a double yeah. header. Aaron tonight? Patrick, we got a double yeah, right. header. <laughs> you know, yeah. After our show here, an hour later, 7 o'clock in New York on WPA mm-hmm. um, AM radio, um, there's we're on again we're on again so uh, awesome yeah but this is awesome live show. and that and that's <laughs> pre-recorded right so you know you, we've got the real deal here and hey patrick i was even told that you may 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 play guitar on our show yeah sure, <laughs> sure. i get i get people to do that especially on the radio shows they love to sing just on cue <laughs> But uh, do you have a, do you have a guitar right there, Patrick? <laughs> I do, I do. I have I have you my uh, a Yamaha with me. Yes. What yeah. you want to play? Um, sure. Tell us what it is. What do you want to play? Um, I could play a song called No Wise. Um, it's a uh, old bluesy type tune um, that was uh, an original with my band Beethoven. Um, the deep cut. Okay. We wrote the song originally about about 25 years ago. So uh, oh wow, I can uh, I can give you that one. Um, oh great. I'll, okay. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Go uh, for it. I'll put the phone over here and hopefully well, hopefully you hear it all. Oh I know. We'll, we'll, yeah yeah. Just we'll do it. Phone we'll down do and do okay. your best. We'll be right, quiet. We <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I love doing that stuff. It's like also for the moment, you know. It's like being in the moment. Um, you know, currently working on right now. Are you, you said you were going to be playing somewhere soon, and we want to give beginning of the show. The show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand as a podcast under the Indie Cafe with myself and uh, Spencer Drake. Um, so where you said you were playing somewhere. Yeah, so I'm going to be um, uh, setting up some shows um, throughout New York and New Jersey to start oh, awesome. um, playing okay. uh, just myself an acoustic guitar and also playing piano. I play piano. Um, and I'm going to be doing uh, the songbook basically for my band, Beethoven, um, uh, 30 years of, of our music. Um, oh, nice. You know, we, we've, we've, we've been at it uh, for a long time. And, and one of the things I learned in the music industry um, over the years, too, is when you find your space and spot in that and um, you really get to, uh, you know, work um, to uh, connect with that audience you're able to find, um, that it's a you know it's an incredibly gratifying thing. No matter whether you sold you know ten thousand, hundred thousand, or a million copies of something, um, uh, we we were uh, doing digital distribution um, right at the beginning of uh, when that thing uh, you know was starting, and I've sold my music in over twenty five countries around the world, uh, from New Zealand and Australia, and and, and so all of these songs basically um, I'm going to be doing these live shows along the East Coast. I'll probably record some of this stuff and then uh, release it a little bit at a time to um, on iTunes and, and Amazon um, for uh, people to uh, hear these unplugged versions of it. Um, yeah, so no, unplugged show, stuff is so cool. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is, is that um, if you can if you can make the track work um, with just a vocal and an accompaniment, a guitar, piano, or something. Um, if it works just on that basis, um, then, you, you know, you, you have a strong song. And uh, it's, as a musician, um, it's sort of a way to challenge yourself, too, and walk out on the tightrope a little more because you don't have the uh, safety net of, um, you know, a wall of martial amps and a whole band around you or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in just the challenge of taking these songs out there and just singing them with one instrument and um, seeing where I can go with it. Yeah, it is It is a challenge. Changing to acoustic uh, by yourself, not having a band around you, is a totally different trip. But I think it's really a, a great trip, you know. A lot of musicians, right. you know, are always strong at that, that are very good at what they're You're very good at what you do. So I think it'll be very... Good type of thing. I'd like to see you when you're in New York City, of course. You know, obviously. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Are, are you going out to California at all? Are you plan on going where Holly is or out in California? Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear uh, you. Okay. I, I, got, I got dropped. I'm sorry. I came in right when you asked, are you going out to California? Oh, I'm I got sorry. Dropped. Yeah. I was asking, Holly, I was asking yeah. you out in the California area. Are you doing anything, planning to do anything like that? Um, not at the moment, but um, I might uh, in you the better. fourth quarter of the year have some music <laughs> out there. Yeah. I'll take you to a couple. I'll take you to some really fun um, things out here if you come out. Yeah, it's a lot sure. of really, really cool stuff, and especially oh, yeah. in the spring and the summer. 
Yeah, we don't. We, you won't have the um, the floods that we're having right now, and um, actually afraid to leave the studio right now because there's a big um, rally and um, <laughs> a big rally starting to, and they're starting a riot here um, in one part of the city. So. It's, it, and, I mean, this is such a small town, you know, that's so weird. And then tomorrow they're doing a march. So, yeah, it's just a little it's a little weird. But, yeah, definitely come down here. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know I've, especially you're I've trying to come out here too soon. I was out to L.A. and San Francisco uh, uh, a few times. Um, one time, actually, just outside of, of – uh, LAX, I was I was pulling in to return my rental car, and I guess the thing, yeah, it's similar in New York, I guess, where um, you know when you go in the airports, uh, the odds are pretty good you're going to run into a musician flying somewhere, you know, back and forth, and um, oh, so uh, here, yeah. I ran into um, Darren, Darren McDaniel's from Run DMC. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. great! Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's he was funny on my flight. Is- Oh, listen, that's great. Well, you know what's funny here is I'll go to the market and I'll see people from ACDC, um, oh, gosh, yeah. Jack Blades, Tommy Shaw, Carlos Santana. They all live up here. And they all come up here, and actually a lot of them have studios up here in this area. I'm sure it's a great And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. And, um, you know, I'm really I'm – really, um, quite fascinated with the book you're writing, and I I hate to keep going back to that because I know we're talking about your music and stuff too. But the book is really intriguing to me because um, yeah. just like with Spencer, we're into that. You know, it's like the mystery stuff is really you know yeah, yeah. An, a, a thing. And how uh, soon? Um, I hate to hate I hate to say this because you never know. You never ask. You never ask a writer this because right. I'm a writer too. Right. But how soon? How how close are you to feeling that it's final? That you're at your that you're you're happy with what you've written before it gets edited, of um, course, obviously. Hope you have a good editor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an editor is essential too because you know you end up inside mm-hmm. your own writing. Sometimes you can't get out of it to see oh, what yeah. you've done. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I I'm in the research phase. Um, I started to draft oh, great. Um, the general outline of the book. Um, I kind of say, you know, as far as the research goes, I'm I'm a sophomore in college right now um, in the, uh, you know, four-year degree that I'm going need, to need to be able to do to, to get um, this book to where it needs to be. Um, so oh, great. today I have another maybe a little over a year of research um, before I get into the primary writing of it. And oh, wow. uh, so, you know, uh, give it a three-year window. Yeah, well, um, yeah, once that's done, yeah. then it's just going to flow because you've got it all in your head, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got that. Like, uh, that's that's something that I know that's very interesting. And, again, for anyone that wants to catch your show tonight with you and Spencer, um, what station would that be on, again, Spencer and oh, Patrick? Pat, well, it's WPAT AM radio, right, Pat? And it's uh, yeah. worldwide. It's www. I believe it's WPAT nine thirty AM dot dot uh, com, right? Um, yeah, correct. Is it is it yep. internet? Is it internet like blog talk is? Is it an internet radio show? He, well, you know, it's interesting. He's got a studio. He, this was pre-recorded a couple of nights ago, mm-hmm. 
Ali, and we mm-hmm. did it in his studio. That's what we usually do, right, Patika, in the yeah. studio, and then he'll yep. pre-record it, and then several days later it goes on like tonight. It's going to be live tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. So. That's what's great about the Internet. Like, okay, for instance, like Red yeah, right. Media and then um, also the Indie Cafe. I can do this live from my studio, which I'm doing now, or I could pre-record, or I can have actual people that will come in that I can go and do live interviews with. And right. um, and pretty soon, um, which I'm going to talk to Spencer about, which is really cool, Patrick, you're going to love this, um, I have redvelvetmedia.tv, which I'm going to launch, and I'm going to start going to different uh, events that are going on, you know, uh, throughout oh, okay. California yeah. or through the world and start interviewing people that, um, like I know, for instance, tonight they're doing a David Bowie tribute in, uh, in, in L.A. And I want to ask you, Spencer, is that the one that um, uh, is part of the group that we're involved in with the Florence Belsky no, Foundation? No, it's, I, it, that is separate, but it's another event that I, I saw that too with Mick, uh, Mick Rock and uh, Dean's going Mick to. Mick and I Dean are going to, yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not with the group that we're in, but, um, you know, yeah, they're doing another a one. one. Another, yeah, is this a Jeff Slate one? Is it Jeff Slate? What? Is it the one that Jeff Slate's doing? Um, that I don't know. All I know is I saw a thing hmm. on Facebook. Dean's going up to. I didn't even know about it. Dean. Said he's going to this event with Mick, and it's a. Yeah, John it's probably, you know what? It's probably the one. Yeah, it's probably the one that Sandini's uh, uh, doing because uh, I know that they oh, just yeah? got back from London. So oh wow! He's one that is through the Florence Belsky Foundation uh, that Spencer and I are both involved in, Patrick. And yep. it's a foundation that's really cool. And uh, along with a lot of other different foundations, like the Max's Kansas City Foundation and family. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. You know, there's a lot of different things that we get involved in besides just music and we get involved in film and, and, and stuff like that. So, the film stuff that you're doing is really intriguing to me as well. Um, I would love to see. I would love to see that. So um, it's available on Amazon right now. The video. What is it called again? Yeah. So the movie's it's called Supernatural Paper. Thriller, um, right? Yeah, and it's available on Amazon Instant Video. Um, so you can either rent it okay. or purchase it straight off Amazon and with Amazon Prime. Cool. Um, okay. That sounds great. So it's a very. Um, well, um, the, the 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 film and the soundtrack of the mm-hmm. film are very tightly woven together, so it's an interesting experience when wow. you watch it because um, the music is almost like a character in the film. It's it's really cool. Wow. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's really I bet. cool. Yeah. How um, long is the movie? How long is the movie, uh, Patrick? Um, I think it's about uh, an hour and a half or so. Um, so it's 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 not you know it's not a um, Hamlet or anything, but it's it's a feature length um, production. Right. Yeah. Um, we had done screenings of it in uh, um, a couple film festivals uh, in upstate New York and in Manhattan, um, mm. in private screenings also, and and uh, that was a real trip to sit in a movie theater and watch the film. You know, I've I've done music videos, and so I've seen a lot myself in the music videos, kind of on the small screen here and there, uh, but to sit in a movie theater and see yourself on the screen. Um, you know, on, on a on a big movie because screen, it's, it's, it's real, uh, isn't it? Yeah, that's real, yeah, right? right. <laughs> it's a trap. So, it's a trap. 
Well, we you know, and I, we I ate two buckets of about, popcorn while I watched it. You did? <laughs> two buckets. Two whole buckets of popcorn. Oh, your tummy must have been hurting by that. <laughs> the end of that. Oh, my God. Oh, I would love to have popcorn. Popcorn, yeah. Uh, That's a, a very fun thing to do. When you go to the movies, you got to have your popcorn and your, uh, what is it, those little frozen ice cream things or whatever they're called? I don't know what they're called. You know what I'm talking about, Spencer. Yeah, um, I know. You know, I, you know I, I sit at home sometimes. And, you know, I, we, Holly and I, by the way, Patrick, are involved with the Southeastern International Film Festival that's in Nashville this spring with over 2,000 films worldwide, and we get involved oh, with wow. films. So Holly and I watch a lot of film, but I sit home, Holly, sometimes I just have popcorn. I'll get popcorn, mm-hmm. and I'll watch a movie on TV. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, Calories. There's yeah. no calories in popcorn. You know, I do the popcorn, and then I do. Let me get me started on cooking. See, you got me started talking about food again. Okay, and he knows. Spencer can tell you I'm a great cook. Um, oh, Holly's amazing. Patrick Holly <laughs> is an amazing cook. I, uh, he's definitely going to hear me start talking about cooking. Really seriously, right. it's like <laughs> after being sick for almost a month and a half and not being able to really eat, and then now all of a sudden it's like okay, French onion soup and stuff like that, you know, like food. But um, so Patrick, you know what we did, what I did not ask you was um, where. Did your music influence come from? Where did how did this all start? How did you transition into doing what you're doing right now from the beginning? My um, I come you. from a musical family. Uh, mm-hmm. My grand uh, my grandfather was a professional musician in the 40s and 50s and uh, played big band music wow. and writing and arranging. Wow! So um, nice. from a very young age, I grew up in the house with a piano around and a Hammond B3 organ we had and. Um, some pretty cool gear. Uh, so as long as I can remember, I've been I've been playing music. Um, you know, the one thing too with having a politician in the family, and how often he told um, everyone to never follow him into politics and do something else. And so I chose music. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the the I don't remember remember a time when I wasn't um, playing music and and uh, I play by ear. Um, I can I can work my way through uh, music, sheet music and things like that, but if you put a piece of music in front of me um, and I have to look at it, I'll just put the album on and play it before the song's over. So, you know, from a very young age, I just it just the music came out of me, um, and I was encouraged by my family. There was there was no um, really other uh, path for me than to uh, make sure that I had music um, in my life and that I was. Uh, writing and, uh, you know, pursuing the dream, living the dream. Um, so so it's, it's been something wow. I've always done. Oh, wait a minute. You know something, Holly? We, there was something um, here that I see. He stars, uh, Patrick stars on an online reality series, Patrick Restage. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, Tell we us. talked about that in the beginning. Yeah, he's doing, the, he's doing that little thing. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that more. But I want to hear more. Let's. You want to talk Which about one? that after he yeah. finishes about his family oh, yeah, and how he started yep, playing music? Yep. Like, was yep. it in school? Did you get into it in school after your musical family and stuff? Did you like, get into a band and play? Or Yeah, when I, I went to um, school uh, and 
um, in, in Catholic schools in, in New Jersey. And, and so, you know, the um, acoustic guitar is a staple of, of church, right? You, you know, you're singing the, the hymns along with the guitar. But when I started playing the music there, I was the kid who could play Hell's Bells from ACDC. Um, in addition to, you know, whatever the hymn was that day. So I had this reputation, too, very early on um, in school as being the kid who can um, who can perform. And whenever we would have, um, you know, school events or, or plays or, or things of that nature, um, I was always either sitting at the piano or playing guitar and was out there. You were the one, Chuck? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fun. So you, know, you were the I'd, local. Yeah. You were the school school. So you probably had a lot of girls. Uh, well, you know, one of the things with the guitar, being a guitar player, is that it's a little bit, not to disparage any other instrument, I won't even name another instrument to say, you know, what it's like for other players, but the guitar is a pretty sexy instrument, so um, it helps. Uh, and, um, you know, are you talking each other? You need to spend some lessons. <laughs> I trusted you, Spencer. Spencer bought a guitar. Spencer went out and bought a guitar. I went yes, out and bought a guitar, did. Patrick. I went out and bought a guitar. With right? all the people we know, you go and you buy a guitar, and that's the instrument you want to play. Oh, by the way, Nam's going on right now. I wonder who's at Nam. We usually do a show with all the people at Nam, but um, this year it's kind of weird. Because of all the other stuff going on, but yeah, you need to go go on over to Spencer's in New York and give him some couple lessons. <laughs> lessons, right? <laughs> we we, we can do like a do lesson next time we're on PAT. Uh, yeah, oh, you're right. Oh, you know, that you would know, be fun. Oh, I'd love to see well, that. Well, that's really cool. That Patrick, I love that one. Yeah, I got to develop yeah. into mm-hmm. that. I have to develop into that first, but uh, you have a lot of experience. Uh, what what got you into guitar? That's another question. What what got you? Yeah, the sexy instrument. Um, well, started on on piano first, um, mm. and then guitar next. You oh. know, what got me into guitar was uh, Kiss Alive. Oh and, really? Um, wow. Yeah, getting getting that record and seeing Ace Frehley on the cover of that album and saying, <laughs> "I want to play lead guitar." Um, right. So, you know, so that Seriously? was that was the thing for me. Yeah, oh yeah. Seriously? Um, Are you kidding? That's so funny. That is really great. <laughs> yeah, that's a really like, good story. That's, that's a good story. That's cute. That's cute. You know, Be-be. that's really interesting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to know. I, I Patrick, had the platform shoes and the whole nine yards. So. You did? Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, no. Another one like um, wait Monty Melnack. You should we we had Monty on a Ramon show and he was telling us about his band when he first started playing with the Ramones. He wore the platform shoes and the bell bottom right, right. pants. Right, yeah. And and at one time they were they were one believe it or not. Um, that's what Monty said and. Right. Uh, they were they were experimenting with the glitter stuff. I I think that's pretty <laughs> fun. The platform shoes. Oh God, that's too funny. Like <laughs> I remember all these old pieces, Soul Train and stuff, and all these old bands. Like the other night I was watching a Rod Stewart song, 
oh my gosh, the way that, that people dressed then. Not much different yeah. than now, but you know, I mean, it was all cool then. Trippy. Oh yeah, you look at the old, you know the. <clears throat> hey, remember Holly the Twisted Sister movie? We had the. Um, yes. The, Oh my God. Now those guys, yes. when you see it in the movie, those guys a long time ago, man. You know, Patrick, they were like, you know, they were the way they looked. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> and freaked out people totally. I mean, people didn't want to sign them because they looked a they certain way. I mean, yeah. So out of. Yeah. But you know, you know what I want to ask Patrick really quickly is about today's music, Patrick. What? I know because you're recording and you're teaching and probably you're listening to a lot you're, with production, probably listening to a lot of the stuff that you're doing in movies and writing. What are you currently listening to? What's in your CD player? Um, I am I'm, I'm still maybe a little bit uh, stuck in time where I don't have, um, let's say, the latest in top 40 that I spin to often. I'll, I'll research mm-hmm. it and listen to it when I'm going in to produce a new track. Um, but mm-hmm. my my guilty pleasure um, that I listen to mm-hmm. a lot of actually is um, an English group by the name of Take That, um, who are a mm-hmm. uh, former boy band, but they're a uh, incredible. Um, you know, Take That plays stadiums in Europe and, and in England, uh, and uh, you know they don't really don't tour here at all. But Gary Barlow is an incredible songwriter. And um, they're really? producing new music. They're 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 in their forties, uh, but putting out new music. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm I'm kind of looking overseas um, right now to um, you know some of the contemporary pop that I. Oh, that to. would be great. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I love pro. I, me, I like prog radio. Believe it or not, and I also like oh, a lot go. of uh, straight across the board rock you know it's hard for me a lot of music today I mean I like to, I like the people that we have on our show like Willie Nile and Steve Conti and all their newest releases and stuff yeah. like that but it's like for me to listen to I mean some of the music I can really I really love but you know it's like for me I find myself listening to a lot of classic stuff um just because you know, top forty radio is just an entirely different mm-hmm. animal today. Um, right. You know, the, the elements of what uh, the structure of those songs um, is mm-hmm. is very different from the the structures that you know you would have used on a top forty single in the nineties and the eighties. And I think technology drives a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, technology is good in music, but on the other hand, um, you know, sometimes uh, the technology can drive the music to be so formulaic that, um, you know, the musicians themselves kind of like, you know, I'm going to dip a little further back to, um, you know, what I'm going to enjoy listening to because even though I may work in the current market, um, it's just too far removed from the good old songs that I was used to in the past. Um, I love listening to Iggy and the Stooges and and New York Dolls and um, the Velvet Mm -hmm. Underground and Lou Reed. Um, That's the kind of stuff uh, that I spend a lot of time listening to and then, um, you know, go far field to 80s pop music and, um, you know, the new British uh, contemporary pop. Uh, never really, just like my music, I never sit in one genre too much, um, although I still mm-hmm. am kind of a classic listener. Do you like classical music at all? Yes. Yes, I listen yeah, to... I uh, 
a lot of classical. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was into uh, listening to a lot of requiems, actually, for a while. Um, Faure's mm-hmm. Requiem, um, of course, Mozart's, uh, you know, again, listening to music to pull out the structures that are in them. Um, it's a, uh, you, you know, uh, one of the things I learned in, in the music industry and meeting a lot of different kind of players, and I, and I tell this to people who are coming in the industry, is that you're always going to be surprised when you meet people um, who are w- one thing in public, like, you know, I'm a, there's a heavy metal artist or there is a, um, you know, a glam rock artist or whatever, and then you find out um, what they listen to behind the scenes, and the true musicians listen to an incredible variety of music uh, and are very versatile. Trippy, huh? And, draw, you yeah. know, if you can draw your influences from places where um, people might not suspect in a way, it keeps it fresh for your audience, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It's funny because a lot of the bands, they play a lot of the music that they are listening to before the show goes on, and people are like, whoa, yeah. listen to this music. Yeah. What's that go- that's playing? Because it's like your own personal thing, you know. You might have a manager or something that might say, hey, no, 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 don't play that. But you know what I I remember going to, like, a, a rock concert. I think it was Pink Floyd or something. Um, and and they play, were playing some kind of classical music before the show. It was crazy. Mm, um, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just so interesting. But, um, you know, I really want to make sure that we have you back um, when you uh, finish, you know, when you're closer to doing something with your book, um, getting the book in its final stages. And also, we would love to have you back um, to talk more about your restaged, um, you know, your producing by API Media and, um, you know, that gives a behind-the-scenes look at your adventures in music, writing, and all the different things that you're doing. And you're on Facebook. If anybody wants to reach you, what's the best way? Um, so Facebook, um, my search for Patrick uh, Bamburek, um, B as in boy, A-M as in Mary, B as in boy, U-R-A-K. Uh, mm-hmm. If you Google me, I'm the only Patrick Bamburek in the world. So uh, Google usually returns my stuff <laughs> and what, you know. <laughs> I, I, I drew the magic uh, name in the age of the internet. Um, at least I'm not aware of another one, but uh, the Google search, yeah, will pull up all of my stuff. But I'm very active on social media, so uh, Facebook in particular. Um, mm-hmm. You find me on Facebook, and, and you can uh, find all those things. Uh, my videos are on YouTube, and uh, all my music is on Apple Music and iTunes and Amazon. Uh, any mm-hmm. major music uh, streaming service will have Beethoven and uh, most of my records. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, what I did um, was I made sure that we put all this out on Twitter. So I know a lot of people were listening, and I know a lot of people are listening. So for everyone that missed the beginning of the show, it will be available on iTunes afterwards as a podcast and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand under the Indie Cafe with Spencer Drake and myself. Um, Spencer, did you have anything more you wanted to add to this? Because I have I to think wrap pretty up much right now. His life. Not- I think we pretty much well, covered it all, you know. There's always more, right, Patrick? I know. It's just like, there will I just be more, and that's why it's coming on again, yeah. Holly. You're right. There will be yeah. more. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure we talked about the show. You have another show in one hour, 
right. it's uh, six yeah. o'clock there right that, now. It, yep, that's exactly right. Seven and, p.m. And um, okay, and um, I wanted to say to everyone, it's Friday. Everyone, please, uh, you know, this is like a. I just want to say a couple things really quickly, um, just because. The weekend is not just the weekend. This isn't just a normal weekend. There's a lot of things that are going to be going on. A lot of really crazy energy floating around in the in the in the world. Um, not all bad, not all good, but um, just you know, be aware of your surroundings. Um, if you're planning on going to any of these marches, guys, I have to say this: it's really important. Um, this is to do a lot of different marches, and there are sister marches everywhere. Um, I'm just saying, you know, they're saying that you're not allowed to have cell phones with you. Um, make sure you write all your information on your arm with a, a, a what do you call this? Um, a Sharpie? A Sharpie, yes. Right? Write your, your phone number and whatever, you know, on your, you should get, you know, um, uh, separated from a group. Try to stay close to the edge of wherever you're marching if you are in these marches and you're listening. And, um, you know, make sure to uh, bring your own water, um, not to accept things from strangers. And uh, just be aware. And also, um, it's Friday, please don't drink and drive. What else did I want to say? Anything you want to say, Sven? Besides just feeling like a very strange day out there? What? Yeah, it's a very strange day out there. A lot of weird. It just feels weird. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in a quiet zone here in New York, so mm-hmm. I we I'm missing all the insanity. You know, I I, just, I like it this way. I'm staying out of media today. I'm literally just mm-hmm. flying to tomorrow. And um, me too. It's it very interesting, Holly. I saw someone yeah. had on Facebook mm-hmm. a picture of the inauguration, and there wasn't that many people compared to Obama. No. It's very interesting. I mean, it, and there's a lot of rioting yeah. going on in Washington, D.C., and someone burned the well, limousine and stuff's going on. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. you know what? This is, this is what I have to say. I, I mean, listen, the choice is there right now, okay, whether we are for it or against it, you know. I don't mm-hmm. talk about politics normally, and I'm right. sure, Patrick, you probably feel the same way. I don't. Yeah. Just because I don't want to get into a conflict with anyone because I'm sure my ideas are different than maybe someone else's and maybe yours are the same as mine. But, you know, the thing is, right now we have we have what we have and, you know, we have to just go into it, it with a hopeful heart and and just, you know, and go with the flow and see what happens because, you know, I mean, our universe has a really weird way of working itself out. But I will always, always tell you, please be aware of your surroundings and what's around you at all times. I mean, it started even yesterday. I just noticed people were driving crazy and throwing things at people's cars and stuff. And, I mean, and I'm in a small town, like I said, and it's just, like, it's very strange. So, you know, with that, I want to say we're ending with a really cool song you wrote. Um, and did you want to add to any of that? Patrick or Spencer? No, we're okay. I think we're rock and roll for tonight. <laughs> Patrick, right. what do you yeah. what do you think? Absolutely. You think you agree? Just yeah. be aware yeah, of your surroundings. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just, 
And if you've got children, guys, you know, um, you know, put them in a situation where they're going to be subjected to hateful or weird things going on, you know, in the area. Um, I think, you know, it's just common sense. And just also, like, with yourself, just be very vigilant. Um, and don't buy into all the drama, right? Right. There you go. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, very stay good. positive. Think positive. And, um, exactly. I mean, right now the decisions have been made for us, so all we can do is pray for a divine intervention at this point, and that's all we can do. So the song that we're going to end with is The Cold. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about that, and I'm going to play that. Um, uh, Cold is a track with my band Beethoven, um, a very, uh, again, very early song for us that um, I re-recorded. Um, the lyrics were written by uh, my bandmates Robert Mendez and Joe Gutzik, um, and I had written the music for that track. And then I re-envisioned it um, on an EP that we put out just a few years ago, um, giving it mm-hmm. a uh, pretty driving um, production to it. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a rocker. So uh, you know, I I was really feeling like uh, burning it up in that track. And uh, there was yeah, so no, it is. I, <laughs> I I listened to it. It's a very good song. So we're gonna end with that. And if you want to get either of these tunes, they are available, as you said, on yeah. iTunes, Apple Music, and also Amazon as well? Uh, Amazon and all the streaming services as well um, oh, cool. will carry uh, my music with Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven is, is spelled uh, B-A-I-T-O-V-E-N, uh, two words. It's a pun on Beethoven, the composer's name. Um, but if you search yeah, under awesome. that in those music services, you'll, you'll, you'll uh, grab those records. Cool. Okay, and then um, and make sure you guys tune in if you hear some more Spencer and Patrick um, yeah. uh, to the radio show in 45 minutes or so. And with that, again, again, it's Friday, and enjoy it, and we're going to play the cold now. And please do not drink and drive because it's, like, really not cool right now. All right, so you guys got, well, it's never cool to do that anyway, but I'm just saying right now, just don't. All right. So here you guys go. Have a good weekend, guys. You too. See you right, later, Alex. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me. You're very awesome. Thank you.
Burn.